0: Hey HBs. You're listening to Heaving Bosom's Ask a Badass, where HBs get a chance to talk about romance, themselves, and what they love about the genre. Make sure to tune in on Monday, January 13th, for Erin and I, recapping Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. It's going to be part one because we loved it so much that our squee could not be contained in a single go. And now, we've got Laura and Adam, a badass HB couple who both read romance and have gotten closer to each other and themselves through it. Here we go.
1: All right. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, listeners, I'm here with Laura and Adam. They are a couple of human beings. Um, But also a couple uh, romantically. And we are here to talk to them about a couple of things. Regular Ask ask a Badass podcast things. But also, Adam, you were featured in the Romantically Inclined Reviews uh, blog post about dudes who read romance. Yeah, I was. Uh, Romantically Inclined has been kind of trying to do a deep dive into the dudes that read romance. Mm Because supposedly there are some. And here you are. There I am. Um, there's a, more in the cult, too. We actually have a really pretty great active selection of identifying male people, which is kind of nice. And then, Laura, you're his representative. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> you are the reason he reads romance, right?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah,
4: she's the one who started this. Oh, i can
3: trace <laughs> it back even further like at least two more people so
1: <laughs> as far as like that got that were part of like this steamroll train that got things going or
3: oh yeah absolutely i can break it down if you want
1: yeah do it let's do it
3: <laughs> okay so it all started with a f- old friend of mine um she's in the cult eliza macarthur she's also a writer her first book should be coming out um sometime at the end of this year i think but um She's also part of the Biscuits and Bodices on Instagram, which they're hilarious if you all want to check them out. And they also have really insightful, poignant reviews of various books. Um, And of course, I mean, with Heating Bosoms being what it is, I'm sure plenty of uh, HBs would appreciate that. But um, Mm -hmm. so she told me that she had a friend of hers um, who was looking for feedback for a beta reader and she asked if I was interested and i had never done anything like that before So she pointed me in the direction of uh, author Rosalind Chase, um, and I started working with her about a year ago. It was last October. Mm -hmm. Seems so recent, though. I know (laughs) all the books I've read and talked to you about just makes (laughs) it seem like it's going by so fast. But um, yeah, yeah, so I started working with her and. Uh, she didn't release this one, but it was for a historical um, lesbian romance. Um, I don't can't remember. It was one of those England times. I can't remember England specifically. Times. I want to say it was Regency. So, I mean,
1: times. for the terms of this podcast, yeah. that's good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm so. probably <laughs> as
1: bad as Erin about knowing <laughs> when things take place. Like, you could be like, hey, Natalie, that was actually Sherlock Holmes times. And I'd be like, I can't even picture what those outfits look like. Nope. So... This is a mystery to me. So you could have been like England times or whatever, and I'd be like,
3: great,
2: yeah. I have a general okay.
1: mind picture of that. Perfect. I just
3: got kind of the Jane Austen vibes. I'm like, is that Regency or Dr-? I don't know something like that? But- is that
1: what is is that what Jane Austen
3: is? <laughs> oh god, is no, that don't. Regen don't- <laughs> No, don't cite me on this because I could okay. be wrong. But... <laughs> I have don't no have idea. You. I have no clue.
2: Don't add
3: us. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um,
1: I know what that is. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was a female, female Regency, maybe England Times romance that was never released. Right? Yes. Because okay. she
3: ended up moving on to a couple different projects. Yeah. yeah. So I have just been working with her actively since then, um, both short stories novellas and novels um some have been released some haven't um and I cannot recommend the work of Rosalind Chase enough like currently Lot's Wife is out which is a erotic retelling of the biblical figure it's basically giving her agency and giving her life and making it about like she calls it her reclaiming women project it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal can't recommend it enough so that's
1: Lot's wife, is that what you yeah. were saying? Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and then I haven't
4: read it yet, but she's told me so much about oh it, especially. Gosh. Is it Gabriel? Is that the angel? that... Uh... Yes.
3: Um, Gabriel likes to be pegged. Um, in this book, it's incredible. <laughs> that is amazing. I feel <laughs> yes. like. Yes. Well, I
1: feel like for the number of us that love Tiffany Rice mm-hmm. and love, uh, yes. you know what I mean. That yes. I feel like there's a lot of that. That those same vibes, right? In the in the mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where you're taking yeah, yeah. this thing that you've heard about, and then basically pegging it. You know what I mean? Exactly.
3: It was really through reading her books. I had never really read erotica or romance. I mean, except for maybe when I was... Younger, the Twilight series, and then some of the Sookie Stackhouse mm-hmm. novels. Mm-hmm. Sookie. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> finally uh, understands the context
2: uh, thanks to that
4: Heating episode. That's what got me started on Heating is yeah. She played me that one because she knew that I had, I didn't, I haven't watched the show or read any of the books, but I was aware of it, obviously.
1: Um. Yeah, so I was also tangentially aware of... True Blood, Through Friends, and things like that, and I, I never had HBO, so I never watched it, and I didn't even know there were books until um, Aaron yeah. and Melody were like, "These are books, Natalie." Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I I'm not the person who has to read the book before the movie comes out. Um,
4: yeah, it's one so, of those things in yeah. daily life now where I'm like, out of nowhere, I'll just go, Sook it. so
2: good
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go, I'm a waitress. <laughs> I feel like that I'm a waitress line is going to come up in my real life at some point and I'm just going <laughs> to lose it right it's going to be like someone's going to say oh like what is your job and they're going to say I'm a waitress and then <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna, laugh, <laughs> and then got, I'm going to laugh and they're going to think I'm laughing at them that waitress being a waitress is something to be laughed at and it's not that is not the case because it's being like a waitress
4: is like hard work. Like my bourgeois.
1: <laughs> um, so then Adam, you kind of got roped into this, or did you come willingly into the interview no, process? I was roped. <laughs> roped,
4: in, uh, roped in the best sense because she kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and then uh like all these books that you wanted me to read, and then we were at our uh the manager's office of our apartment complex, and they had this uh, bookshelf with just random books for people to read while they're waiting
2: mm-hmm.
4: and we found uh, Lindsay Sands uh, A Bite to Remember and we're like looking at it and we're like ah this looks ridiculous and we're like we should take it mm-hmm. like yeah we should totally take this. <laughs> and she read it and she was like okay I've blown through this in like a day and a half mm-hmm. uh, you need to read this yeah. I'm like fine I'll yeah. read it and then I read it and then that was the end of it pretty much Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I started on my own journey Yeah. and uh, now I'm in love with all the Dukes.
1: Well, that's actually how I got back into romance as well, was through found romances that I found a couple romances at work. One was Elisa Claypas um, and then one was a Jane Feather, which I thought that was a fake name. <laughs> um, and I mean, it is probably a fake name, but I was like, Jane Feather, this is ridiculous. And it was so good. was so good it was regency spies and it was like the best thing i've read don't worry i will send you a link yes please Um, please (laughs) (laughs) they're so good they were like um well okay maybe other people know actually what wars are um and see if you're out there give me a drop me a line um but it was a war with france whichever one that was um i think
4: they never stopped
1: I mean, maybe it was Napoleon. I don't know. But they were spies during that that one war with France. Do you guys only read romance, or are you are you reading it mixed in with other things? I'm all over the place. <laughs> I am, at least. What was your go-to genre before romance happened to you?
4: Oh, man. I was rereading a lot of my Hunter S. Thompson books. Mm-hmm. Just because there's been there's been a big revival as of late because uh, we live in Louisville. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's his hometown. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, two of the local museums here did exhibits on him. Like, one did an exhibit on his uh, freak power campaign when he ran for sheriff of Aspen in 1970. Is this real
2: life? Yeah, this <laughs> real life.
4: And the other one was just a covering of, like, the gonzo years of, okay. like, uh, through illustration at the local art museum. Uh-huh. It's like all, like, you had original um Stedman like Ralph Stedman drawings there and first copies of books oh, okay. and his like original photographs from when he from his first book Hell's Angels yeah which what which is what I'm currently uh reading through but uh
1: is I, it I, about like the Hell's Angels like yeah the was, he was,
4: yeah he was really the first person to like do a deep dive into them back in the 60s like when they were like um not really they were just more of a public menace and there was mm-hmm. like a misunderstood biker gang.
1: So Does it talk wanna... about when the Rolling Stones hired them to do security at their concert at Altamont? It's I in the, have... in the movie, give me shelter. This is a, okay. You need to watch this movie. It's a documentary called give me shelter. And it's about this big concert that the Rolling Stones coordinated at Altamont, um, raceway back in the 60, actually, I think it was 72. And they hired the hell's angels to do security and they paid them in beer. Does, does this sound like a good idea? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. So, hey, weirdly, there was a lot of violence and somebody got stabbed. And so um, it turned into this big tragedy because this person ended up dying and going really down a dark path here. So, uh, But it's a really, really interesting documentary called Gimme Shelter. And it, I bet if you like Hunter S. Thompson and stuff like that, you would really like it as well.
4: Yeah, it is this book came before because in seventy two he was current. He was following George McGovern on the campaign trail in uh, his bid to uh, serve Nixon, which went well. Obviously,
1: oh my gosh, what even is history? All of those facts did not mean anything to my. I brain. Know. that is not my. <laughs> I
4: can't. I can't recommend rereading like every four years, every election cycle. I reread Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, nineteen seventy two, and. Yeah literally nothing has changed (laughs) it is like there's so many beats and so many things that just resonate today like crazy yeah like back Um, in 2016 2012 like it's it's all the same
1: nothing's changed i wonder if there's any sort of like 2012 hunter s thompson that exists out there probably not you got to be a little got to have your shit a little more together (laughs) (laughs) so <laughs> <No. laughs>
4: yeah. there really is no writer that can really do what he did because he yeah. just inserted himself so deeply into the story yeah. that there's really nobody who could. Uh, you no, know, you can't really get away with how he wrote and yeah, uh, what he did. Yeah, I, I, that's what I realized because he his writings changed the course of my life. Like I was a pre med major, and then I watched uh, the movie Fear are in Northern Las Vegas and like This is and then i started reading the books and i'm like this is uh, this is what i want to do so it's always been uh you know drawn to the written word and mm-hmm. this was like what i wanted to do this was the writing that i really gravitated towards so then i changed my major to journalism huh. and i was at uh, the university of dayton for one semester and their journalism program was subpar so i moved back home to Kentucky and went to WKU, uh, Western Kentucky, because yeah. I had a, a stellar journalism program. But after about, I'd say, a year and a half of being in the journalism program, I realized that it's not well, I, it wasn't for me, because I uh-huh. wouldn't be able to write the way that I wanted to write. Right. And one of the situations that really cemented it was there was a quote-unquote shooting at one of the uh, uh, dorm rooms. But I just remember, like, all the journalism students, like, Going crazy and gravitating towards, I'm like, good lord, you people are yeah.
1: vultures. It's, it's like yeah, it's like a you're... like a frothing at the mouth situation. It's one of those things where I think we've bred this culture of having to get the first scoop, right, mm-hmm. or having to having to be first in order to be successful. And and if you're not first, you know, you have to do whatever you can to become first. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it just that's kind of a terrifying concept when you see it in that. In that setting,
4: yeah, when you see it firsthand, when you see you know people going up to interview like greeting family members like minutes after they got news mm-hmm. about uh, the passing of uh, somebody close to them, yeah, um, you know if it bleeds, it bleeds. You know yeah. that's that was what they taught us, and nothing's really changed. I mean, it used to be a reputable industry. It's mm-hmm. so, like back when Cronkite went to Vietnam and showed like act what was actually happening
2: Mm -hmm.
4: you know when then johnson was quoted to say i've lost cronkite i've lost middle america so you know you know people used to like journalists used to have poll they used to uh,
1: well now if you say the wrong thing you're just fired so yeah
4: um it's like we used to go to a journalist to differentiate uh, between the nonsense that the talking heads and politics were, uh, what were they saying? And uh, make some sense of it. Now we go to comedian journalists, <laughs> <It's like laughs> we go to people like uh, John Oliver and John yeah. Stewart back in the day, you know, and now it's Trevor Noah to, uh, yeah, you know, take the news and filter it through a, a lens that you know is
2: because it digest- sucks.
4: Digestible. And you put yeah. so,
1: so you want to watch it and you want to know what's going on, but you don't want to be depressed, so you have to like exactly. watch someone funny do it this is one of those times where I was like, what was the original oh. question? Are <laughs> yeah. we still
3: reading? Or are we just reading romance? Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Laura, are you reading anything besides romance? Cause you were kind <laughs> of based on what you had said in like the questionnaire that we talked about. Um, you were kind of non, non romance until you met Rosalind Chase or am I saying it wrong? Rosalind.
3: I think Rosalind. I even text her and asked her, is it Rose." <laughs> she. T- I think it was Rose. Like she agreed on this. I mean, I think there, honestly. So.
1: I mean, sometimes I say ah sounds because I'm from the Chicago area. So like that's it's it's probably always gonna be Rosalind for me. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Rosalind. No, I will do my best. <laughs>
3: but yeah, for me, honestly, I tend to deep dive a lot with things mm-hmm. that really catch my attention. Mm-hmm. And I was actually just looking at my Goodreads. I'm like, oh my god, I've read 50 books since
1: June. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that's probably up there for me. I went through because I never I'm really bad about my Goodreads. And so, like, I think I went in there and it was like, you have 130 books in process because, (laughs) you know, I never well, I never get to the um, end because I don't go past the, um, you know, like the spoilers or the sneak peeks or whatever that they have in romances a lot. So if you don't get to that last page goodreads is like you didn't finish this book quitter yeah and um but anyway so i had to go through and like manually do all of it but anyway 50 books since june holy cow
3: <laughs> yeah some of them are short stories some are novellas like the biggest thing after i started reading those few is what really set it off i think probably the ice planet Barbarian yes. series was the did you one. love it oh my god it was seriously just like i ended up uh, amazon had the three months free on the Kindle Unlimited, like a three-month trial. we mm-hmm. I mean, ended up keeping it, and I just wanted to read this because that was one of the things that um, Eliza and Rosalind talked about on the um, Biscuits and Bodices page. Mm-hmm. This looks interesting. Because I've always been the type where I'm generally not interested in most contemporary stuff. So that's definitely mm-hmm. changed with some of the romance novels I've read. Yeah. But the whole sci-fi element really intrigued me. So... <laughs> I think I was averaging one and a half a day for Mm -hmm. about a week and a half, two weeks. And then reading the short stories. Mm -hmm. I love my what? Your monster boyfriend. Oh yes. (laughs) I love my monster boyfriends. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So for me, it's just because it's, so new to me. I'm still learning so much. Like I'm learning about all the different subgenres and the subgenres of those subgenres. Mm-hmm. Just how everything breaks down. And I'm at this point now where I'm still just really exploring what catches my interest. So mm-hmm. I've been all over the place really. Like I think the yeah the most recent ones I read, um so I learned about the Omega Verse recently.
1: Tell me everything, because I do not know anything about this.
3: So basically, it's this idea of an alternate universe where men can get pregnant, and then you have your alphas, your betas, and your omegas, and the omegas are the ones that can have babies, male and females, and it gets into really specific breakdowns of the genitalia, like the anatomy, because... I mean, it is a
1: romance. (laughs) Yes.
3: And well, then... (laughs) They, they kind of compare it to Wolves, basically. They're using that as a basis. Right. So even if it's a contemporary Omegaverse book, they'll still have the nodding and all that stuff going on. Like, it's it was just one of those things where it's something that I wasn't necessarily interested in, but I was intrigued and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I did not know this was a thing. So I am extremely curious. So I read a couple in that genre. And then the last ones I read, I reread kiss quotient because I just love it so much. And then I read, um, a military romance, which that's another thing that I generally wouldn't really be interested in because I'm an air force brat and Mm -hmm. I'm always around, um, my uh, dad and his friends and he's got um former blue angel friends a former stealth bomber fighter pilot he was a fighter pilot so you know just being raised in military I find it interesting but I wouldn't normally seek it out and um we went to a writing convention here in Louisville it's called the Imaginarium and Mm -hmm. there was a romance military romance author J.M. Madden and uh I read one of her Kindle Unlimited books because it had a dog on the front. <laughs> it was called yeah, "Wicked." Yeah, I Healing. understand. Yeah, and she, she... talked
4: up, She talked about that. Like, yeah. on her panel. She's like, put a dog on the cover, yeah. and like, if anything happens to the dog, like, it's, like, look, say goodbye to your sales.
3: Oh,
2: well, something 100%. did happen to the dog,
3: but it's no, no it's fine. It's fine. So the, I love okay. this because she focuses on wounded veterans, which I found that element really intriguing because she's she talked about how she would go into the gritty of it, and she doesn't really hold anything back which i think is super important for mm-hmm. that realistic element but with this it's a uh, um navy seal and his canine they both were injured in an ied explosion but they were they're both th- injured oh God. yes they both lost their the dog lost his right back foot oh my, and then okay. the human lost his right foot but they recover together and <gasps> he had, yeah oh my gosh it's so great so they're separated initially and he doesn't know that his dog has survived and he's recovering. And then the handler for the dog reaches out to him and lets him know the dog is still alive. And then they end up falling in love at the end. It was so good. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to need you to send me
1: a link to that book. It's important. Yes. Yes, Um, absolutely. I had a conversation with Blair. Well, so are you guys writers? Oh God,
3: don't look at me like that. I'm not looking at you like anything. I mean, he—you definitely are. He has a creative writing degree from Western. That's what he. Yeah. Uh, really. I mean, to too. Yeah, you don't after. have to
1: like. Had like. I'm not saying like have you publish things. Just as a writer, like your brain works different ways when you're like yeah. creating stories, right? Yeah. And does. that is not the way that my brain works. My brain works <laughs> to consume stories only, and then I can like. If you were like, "Hey, Natalie, is this a good idea for a story?" I could say yeah or nah. And then, but then, like, the whole Omegaverse thing that you were just talking about, that is, like, to create a whole world is something I cannot even fathom this. I
3: know. It is.
1: It is. World building is,
3: is. Oh, man. That was some. Did we go to any of those? The world building talks? Demos? Yeah. <laughs> that's something that's so interesting with that Omegaverse, too, is there are these ground rules set for everybody. And these different authors in different genres still stick to these rules, even if you have, shifter romance or you have contemporary romance okay so still there's a bunch of authors it's a bunch so of different
1: authors are all writing in this same pretend universe
3: yes mm-hmm. oh, really? i guess yeah. i shouldn't oh, say yeah.
1: i shouldn't say pretend universe that sounds like it's
2: alternate that makes universe it, that ma- yeah
1: that makes it sound less than it is and that's not what i intend but yeah alternate universe that's bananas so like cool. there's these rules that all these other authors are following wow yeah, that is crazy that- Um, so sometimes because my, I have a very active imagination, um, I cannot do too many like paranormal or fantasy books because it's a world where literally anything could happen. There are no limits, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so my brain sometimes would be like, would spin off into this, like, well, what if this could happen and what if this could happen? And then you don't sleep for three days. And then (laughs) that is what happens is you just don't sleep for three days. I think that's um, a
3: good um, way of telling how skilled an author is, though. If they're, I mean, of I course, you it. have your George R. R. Martins who give you every single detail. But I think another really useful skill, and f- for me, this is what I prefer, is having that world built, but not giving you every single detail, and then providing mm-hmm. just enough information to where mm-hmm. you are wondering, but you're hopefully not obsessing. But
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yes. The World,
4: I fell into. Uh... I read the Dune books recently, like all six of them.
1: So Holy cow. Just the
4: just six. I'm not going to read. Uh, no offense to uh, Brian Herbert, but uh, I'm not going to read his uh, continuation of his father's series. Like it <laughs> ends with it ends with Chapter House as far as I'm concerned. You probably
1: like the original Star Wars too, huh? Mm -mm. I actually have no Star Wars. This is I shouldn't even get into an argument about Star Wars because literally I've only seen the original the 70s Star Wars. You should keep it that way. I I don't.
4: I totally forgot where we were.
1: I don't know where we are either. But I would love to um, talk about kind of what you guys are most passionate about, like in your lives right now. I believe dogs are involved, which I'm very excited to hear about.
3: Oh my so gosh! So. Yes, it's pretty. It's honestly the basis of our relationship. It really we is. actually met at the dog park in Bowling Green. It's very
4: Hallmark the original
1: movie. <laughs> oh yeah. So, <laughs> you both yeah. had separate dogs. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys met at the dog park with your separate yeah. dogs. Yes. Yeah, I
0: and...
4: came there with. Uh, I came, I showed up there with. Uh, Brave New World uh, by uh, Aldous Huxley. It's, it's one, one of my there. favorite books of all time. Yeah, just to sit there and read, you know, and, some light uh, reading. Yeah, light reading in the dog park. You know, get my dog some exercise. And here comes this very cute girl
3: in a Transformers T-shirt,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is ironic because honestly, I'm sorry to say I've just seen the Michael Bay films, but it was one of those classic Transformers shirts because mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I. <sighs> I don't always do it, but I just have this thing where sometimes I will just talk to complete strangers. Yeah. And obviously being at a dog park, I feel a little more comfortable doing that because I feel like dog people can generally, you know, they're a little more trustworthy. <laughs> like
1: well, like think. think you all have something <laughs> to talk about. Which yeah, one's exactly. your dog? You know, exactly. it's kind of the same thing when you have a small child, except I don't ever want to talk to other people's parents. So oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other people's dog parents. Yeah, I'll talk to them all day.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so I just saw him sitting there in his little patio chair with uh, reading Brave New World. And uh, I went up to him. And for some reason, one of the first things I told him was the fact that my dog Echo had taken a shit in my back seat the day before. <laughs> so and then I'm talking to him and I was, like, oh, she's pooping now. I need to go clean that up. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> all i talk about is dog poop <laughs> exactly and then i came back and he had moved from his patio chair onto the stone bench where i'd been sitting I'm like oh, oh okay oh and
1: slick move adam nice <laughs> yeah. work
3: and then mm-hmm. our first official date the first thing that happened was I think they had, you all hadn't lived in that apartment very long, right? It's no, it's like
4: you were suffering from the stomach you were recovering from a stomach flu.
3: Oh yes, there was that first.
4: And then <laughs> as soon as you get to my apartment. Echo
3: just takes a big dump cool. on your new carpet. Yep. It's okay.
1: It's tough being a lady in twenty nineteen, okay? It's like oh, yes. I mean there's so much pressure. You have to be perfect, you know can't put the pressure on the
3: dog yeah (laughs) we actually we had a sweetheart table at our our wedding and we actually had a little sign that my sister made and it said it all started with a conversation about dog poop yeah this
4: relationship its foundation is built on
1: shit yeah it's a pile of shit yeah exactly so uh are you guys ready for a lightning round yeah, okay sure. so what i thought would be the easiest and if there was a question that both of you wanted to answer that's awesome but i thought i would do a question for each person and then we could um,
3: uh, go from there
1: uh laura what is your hogwarts house
3: oh dear um <laughs> so i'm i identify as a slitherclaw okay <laughs> um can i give you the quick background to that
1: yeah a hundred percent this is yeah. not actually a lightning round
3: Okay. <laughs> so, um, so when Pottermore first launched, I took the quiz and I got Slytherin wanting Ravenclaw, and at first I was kind of disappointed about it, but over yeah. time like, you know what, I have a healthy dark side. You know, yeah. cunning is great. there's still intelligence and hard work in that. So, you know what? It's fine. I'll try to ignore the fact that even though they say not all Slytherins are terrible, all the yeah. almost all the ones we see in the Books and yeah. movies are terrible, but fine. And then when they restructured Pottermore, um, I went back and retook it because I couldn't remember my old account. Mm-hmm. And I was telling myself, I you know what, I want Slytherin again. It's it's fine. And then I got Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out that there are those combined houses, so I identify Slytherclaw.
1: <laughs> Have you ever paid attention to some of the they do the um, Hogwarts houses like they do astrology, where it'll be like Slytherin with Ravenclaw rising kind of thing um, things like that oh that's funny you're talking to the wrong groups of people my friend you <laughs> need to start Ooh, I like adam that. i meant to ask this question earlier uh and in your interview you had talked about like that you had been reading a lot of tested you had read a couple Tessa Dare. is do you have a go-to author now that you've been and you will talk about romance go-to author but you can talk about non-romance go-to author as well oh
4: as far as Go to romance right now. The only ones that I've read multiple books of would be Madeline Hunter with mm-hmm. her uh, uh, The Decadent Duke series because mm-hmm. I had to find out about the, the Duke of Langford.
1: Is it out yet or are you still waiting for it to come out?
4: Is it? No, uh, The Decadent Dukes, like all three of them have been out. Okay. I've read. i read read. Uh, two of them now uh, I still have to read the first one which doesn't interest me as much but you know I'm a completionist in that sense where I have to <laughs> I gotta find out about the third one to find out yeah but uh go-to authors outside of romance i mean, I always revisit Hunter S. Thompson and, mm-hmm. and you know every once in a while especially with you know the 20s coming up again I've reread uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald a few times mm-hmm. so I'm probably going to go back to read the great Gatsby again
1: when uh, When you when you reference the 20s coming up again is that like the 20s in years or are you talking about like the 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 roaring 20s becoming more popular okay
4: because I've already seen people who are dressing as flappers for parties and like having like flapper parties and stuff oh
1: okay so (laughs) oh yes (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) pop culture very well so my friend uh you know her her name's bethany she's going to bethany m she was on ask a badass but she also is in the cult very actively and she uh, is going to a roaring 20s themed new year's party and i was like oh okay oh, i mean flappers now i get it because yeah. it's 2020 <laughs> and that's how things work okay there we go f scott Fitzgerald. great I, so i have never been like a classics kind of person like i i think probably because you're forced to read them you yeah, know what exactly. i mean like they're definitely and, hit or
4: miss
1: and i definitely never like i don't ever need to read kafka again read enough of that a-hole and um and there's a couple other ones where i was like why are we still reading these books um in high me, school
4: that, book, that for me that book is you know, actually, than, like i'm Ugh. sorry i just can't <laughs> I can't do that, book. I just don't like I just don't like those characters so much. I mean, Huck Finn is better than um, oh god, Tom Sawyer. Is that
2: yeah, his name? yeah. Yes.
4: I hate I hate Tom. I hate Tom I have, so much.
1: I have some very vivid memories about the Tom and Huck movie. Yes, with, JTT. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I owned that movie. Yeah, um, I had the
4: the clamshell VHS of that.
1: Yes, heck yes. Um, so that's really the only Tom Sawyer. He, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, it's always JTT. He's my forever Tom. Um, Laura, are you an Aaron or a Melody?
3: Adam constantly says I'm this blend of the two. You really are. So I think it just depends on the topic really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I could see that about certain, you know, like other people where you're like, uh, when it comes to this, I'm more of a Melody and when it comes to this, I'm more of a Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Adam, do you have a problematic fave? It can be a movie. It could be a book. It could be a human being. That's a tough one. It is a tough one because there's a lot of problematic faves in the world. We talked about Chris Pratt a couple episodes ago (laughs) as a problematic human being, but still hot.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I have like guilty pleasures.
1: Like, I'm fine with that. I will accept that as an answer. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure?
4: It's like I really like bad movies, and <gasps> the first thing that comes to my head when I think it's like bad movies is one that I watched as a kid that does really, it does not hold up, and it's completely juvenile. And Tell me, off, off the walls, and dumb. It's uh, ready to rumble <laughs> with David Arquette in it, Whoa. and it's a, re- and it's a movie about wrestling fans. and <laughs>
1: I think I I can picture it. (laughs) It is just so
4: like the one of the opening scenes is like I'll just I'll just do the lines. It's like it's like how come it looks like you have your finger in your butt? It's like because I do. (laughs) And then it just goes and it's that's the beginning of the movie and it's just all downhill from there.
1: Which is kind of like David Arquette's career in like two lines. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like right. Um, no offense David Arquette if you're listening out there David Arquette that was said (laughs) with all sorts of respect because you made money in movies as a movie star Mm -hmm. great job if you guys you can both answer this because I love this question if you could bing boom bong something what would it be
4: oh I know exactly what mine would be Um, (laughs) it would be bing boom bong did you know that this person was also in Blank. It's like, <laughs> yep like, I would, or yep. like, I'm huge into like cartoons and animation and voice actors. Like, did mm-hmm. you know that this person is also the voice of this, 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 this? Yeah, it's like amazing. Enough,
1: so you know. that's the opposite of me.
3: <laughs> same, same. <laughs> like, wait,
1: Amazing! <laughs> I need someone like you around all the time. Natalie, did you know this person was this? No, I did not. Is that even a movie? That was. That would be my answer to that.
3: Or just butcher <laughs> the names. Like I just rewatched the Saturday Saturday Night Live skit where it was the mom celebrity translator device. I'm becoming <laughs> that person. I can't remember the names, and when I say them, I butcher them, or I. Mix them yeah. up. It's just a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, the
4: guy with the face. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah, my he sister was in totally
2: that one did movie. that to me. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, with her. You know, remember, you remember that one movie with the guy in the pants? And I just told her yeah. <laughs> shockingly, no, I don't. Sorry.
1: <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, Laura, what would your bing-boom-bong bing, be?
3: So going back to the deep dive thing, there's mm-hmm. I've actually been called an encyclopedia of useless information. So
2: yeah. <laughs> it would
3: be honestly all over the place. I mean, dogs would definitely be a big one. Um, I do have an art degree, so definitely art, art history, some history. Mm. Um, gracious, what else, darling? I've lectured you probably thousands of times over the school. years. <laughs> oh, is, is that low number? Millions too low. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one of his nicknames for me is Nagatha Christie. (laughs) With
1: love, though. I mean, oh, yes, no, I love it. It cracks me up. It makes me laugh every time. Um,
3: Yeah, honestly, I'm all over the place. There's a lot of things I would just be like, hang on, we need to discuss this right now. Let me break this down for you.
1: Uh, Amazing.
4: (laughs) It's like, it's quick. uh, I have have this dream uh, in my head where. one of my favorite movies ever is RoboCop with uh, Peter Weller playing uh, the titular character, like free uh-huh. RoboCop.
3: See, there he goes, who are these people? But anyway. Yeah.
4: But, it's all right. Uh, I, I've he, heard of RoboCop. But he has a PhD in uh, Italian like Renaissance art. So I have this fantasy in my head where... Me and Laura go to meet him at, like, a convention or something and heard him are just having this intense, like, discussion about art and just going back and forth, like, throwing out names and talking about styles and techniques and all those other things. And I'm just going to be there, like, remember when they shot your hand off? And that be, that
2: remember true. RoboCop, though? It's <laughs> <So
1: you remember>, like, <laughs> so you remember when they, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Weirdly, the movies that I get confused are RoboCop and Kindergarten Cop, which are not crossover. the same <laughs> at all. Those are not the same. That um, be a wonderful
4: crossover,
3: though. <laughs> it's like bring your kid to work day. They just witness all that carnage. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. oh man, uh-huh. that's hilarious. Uh,
1: okay, are you ready? I, I feel like I can never not answer this, ask this question because now it's become a thing. But if you guys could dispense one condiment from your belly button, what would it be?
3: <laughs> Dog treats.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's not a condiment.
3: Yeah. You know what? Visual, the everything bagel spice from Trader <gasps> Joe's. That's great.
1: That's a great one. I like that idea. I've never That's had somebody so say a dry thing
3: oh didn't you well you know i guess it would have to somehow be, be like a belly button out, shaker but- yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little less gross idea in my head too it's like i don't need to think about newly discovered forms of bacteria in there it's fine <laughs>
1: it's okay this isn't a real world because we exactly. don't actually have a condiment reservoir in our, exactly. our body how do you refill it i don't know mm.
3: I it just know. happens.
1: This conversation doesn't. This question doesn't need a deep dive. This is one we can just have a surface conversation about. All right, Adam, what is it?
4: Oh, I'm a I'm a chili head, so probably okay. like a nice salsa, like a hot salsa.
1: salsa. Yeah. Um. So one of the other HBs had said hot sauce,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that led to the husband of another HB saying, "What if it drips?" Ooh. and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. I know that we said it doesn't need a deep dive, but I'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there because now you have to have that visual in your brain. Um, do you like salsa with other things in it? Like I like salsa with black beans and corn in it. Do you like that? If I'm
4: feeling if I'm feeling frisky, yes. Okay. But But I most of the go, time. Most of the time it's just like a sometimes it's sometimes I go chunkier smooth, depends on okay. situation. Uh, like yeah
1: um okay laura and adam thank you so much for doing this with me um, yeah thank you you bet uh if you guys out there listening would like to participate in this podcast i would love it you can send me an email to askabadasspod at gmail.com you can find me on the cult i am natalie M-m. m i'm there always watching doing all the things posting videos starting polls i don't know supporting you um, and, uh, you can find me there. And then also if you want to read the article that Adam was featured in, um, it's on the website, romantically inclined reviews, all spelled out and we'll link to it in the feed. That's going to be on the cult and some show notes as well. Uh, Adam was interviewed and I believe they're going to be interviewing like two or three more people.
4: I believe uh, so. Like, I, I think, think it's like it. four total. I think she was maybe. able to find
1: four of them. Yeah. <laughs> she, she scrounged up, she scraped the bottom found four dudes that were willing to talk to her about romance, oh which is amazing. Thank you so much for doing that, Adam, because I feel like the more people that talk about it, you know, even even female people or or any people, because I feel like a lot of what has kept romance as, um, I don't know, maybe un- take, not taken as seriously, is that people don't talk about how great romance is and how yeah. Um, skillfully it's written and yeah, how it really diverse is. it is and I think that's probably what has kept it in that frivolous category rather uh-huh. than the legitimate category and as all three of us know that's not the case. So guys, Lauren Adam, keeping a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms
2: All right which is a
1: lot so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas Okay, back to the show.